How do you feel, McLeod? Naked? Helpless? Just as I felt when they took my rank and my sword? I have dreamed of this day. Seventy years. Seventy years they locked me away. So long that no one remembered where I came from or who I was. And all I thought about was you. Fair is fair. I did 70 years, you'll do 70 years. Unless, of course, someone takes my head. Then you'll be here forever. I just want to take the guy's Beamer for a little joyride, you know? Uh-huh. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched, the podcast where we talk about Highlander. every facet of the Highlander. <laughs> what do we talk yeah, what, about? I, I kind of what lost track you? of that. What do we... The what podcast do do where we what? talk about... What do I say? The, the podcast where each and every week we talk about a different That's facet it. of the Highlander uh, universe. I switched it up okay. as usual. In I changed detail. the wording of it. Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> well, I'm Keith. I'm one of your rewatchers. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. I had a joke lined up for the quote, but it's already gone. It's out of my head. I even forget what the That's quote okay, was. That's okay, because I fucked oh, up. Oh, it was a Beamer. Here. That's right. I want to take beamer. your Beamer for a ride. Bingo, bango. Bingo, bango. Cowabango. Uh, well, welcome to another week of Highlander Rewatched. And this week, we're going to be talking about the season four, episode seven, The Colonel. The Colander. Finger licking good. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, I'm sure. predicting. Yeah, probably. Uh, this is another crazy episode, this everybody. This is bonkers, so buckle up. Yeah, so last week you might have noticed we did not do any reader mail on the show, and we're not doing it this week either. We have gotten so much reader mail the past few weeks, we are going to dedicate a special episode just to reader mail. So we're going to be getting to that soon. Yeah, keep them coming, nerds. We love it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being so prolific. Yeah, if you want to write into the show, write us at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com. Write us about your thoughts on the episode. What do you think of our recaps? Or if we bring up any interesting questions that you've got answers to. We welcome your hot takes. Uh-huh. Make them blisteringly hot. So this week we're talking about episode 7 of season 4, The Colonel, which first aired on November 6, 1995. This episode was directed by Dennis Berry. He's Surprise. back. Two in a row, which is kind of a surprising thing. Well, it's actually really one in a row because he directed the same episode twice. But anyway, oh, go on. <laughs> so last episode we saw them done, of course, was Reunion, the, pa- the previous episode. Uh, but other notable episodes have been The Samurai, Mythos, and The Vampire. Those are three heavy hitters. Those right are good there. ones. Uh, yeah. And he's got 14 more episodes to go. Damn. Damn. This episode was written by Durnford King. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say again. Durnford King. This is a new name. Durnford. It's been a while since we've had like a new writer on this show, right? Yeah. It's been kind of the same cast of characters. Durnford. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to get <laughs> Laura Durnford. <laughs> pew, pew. Uh, so this is another odd writer, his credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote an episode of the real Ghostbusters cartoon. <laughs> wow. And the, origi- the, original. the original cartoon just called Ghostbusters. Correct. From 80, what is that from? 86? No, or it's 84. It's earlier. Early. Yeah. Has nothing to do with the Ghostbusters no. film franchise that is now ruined by, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by four women four ladies. <laughs> in my childhood subsequently ruined by the Ghostbusters reboot, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, 
and several other uh, politically correct reboots. Yeah, what do you think about the reboot of, speaking of the Colonel, what do you think about that Reba McIntyre reboot? Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, don't get what? me started. Country. Just, what a crazy just, world we Destroying my childhood obesity. <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is Because you're not is, a piece of shit? This is sadly Dernford's... Not in that way, anyway. Okay. <laughs> this is sadly Dernford's only episode of Highlander. What? I, know. I wonder why. Uh, he went on, though, to do four episodes of Queen of Swords, which is a kind of successor to Highlander mm-hmm. from the producing minds. He also did a Heathcliff episode. Mm-hmm. This is a, that Heathcliff alum, man. And I, I have down here, it's a strange IMDb. There's nothing after Queen of Swords. Well, he did an episode of The Raven, right? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. But that was before Queen of Swords. Oh, was it? I believe so. Uh. Yeah, Queen of Swords is where this guy's writing credits, and maybe he died. Not sure. Well, let's hope he, not. Maybe he died. He did wrote an episode of maybe. Dino Saucers. I had that written down as well. I also wrote down... What the, is Dino Saucers? Well... So that's like alien superhero dinosaurs who come from space. I, I wrote I, down I the IMDb description. The IMDb description of dino saucers is two factions of warriors from outer space crash land on Earth. A good one consisting of creatures resembling herbivore dinosaurs <laughs> and an evil one consist, consisting of similar carnivores. So this is basically the plot of Beast Wars. Yeah. Kind of. And then the herbivores join <laughs> forces with yeah. several Earth children to stop the carnivores from conquering the new world this new world this new world okay not the new world like this takes place in like england <laughs> in, like, in like the 1400s yeah dinosaurs that, the... that was the theme song oh my god was it yep can you do more Din- nope <laughs> no it goes dinosaurs that's all i remember wow we used to be four ordinary teenagers until one day we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dinosaucers. My friends and I became the secret scouts, allies to these dinosaurs from outer space, and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos. The Dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaur! Well, follow them! Was I, this a good show? No. Oh, yeah. it was, was, it, was it a good show? I don't know. It's terrible. It sounds like it was a one of those classic, like insane cartoon theme songs, like yeah. like Thundercats and the Iron Man theme. I mean, I know nothing about the show other than what I've just read. It also does, in some ways, seem like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoff. Yeah. Like, hey, we need to do mutant. It's just another cookie cutter Wizards. '80s cartoon. Okay. <laughs> that had toys. Oh, of course, of course, of course. it had yeah. toys. Of course. They all just had toys. Well, thank you, Dernford, for your work on Dino Saucers. You're doing the Lord's work, Dernford. <laughs> all right, this episode guest stars Elizabeth Grayson as Amanda. Triple threat. Amanda. Uh, Amanda. Amanda Asante. Amanda. Nope. You got it. All right. It <laughs> I, also, I'm with you. Um, I thought that worked. It also guest stars Sean Allen as Simon Killian. And I wrote he was the Nomad Commander in the Watchmen movie? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just done like a shit ton of TV. Stargate SG1. Mm. Who is he in that? I didn't write down. I didn't played. write down. He had like a bunch of kind of random stuff. Mm. Like he's had a big career. I did not really take note of much because it's all kind of just all over the place. So, 
you know. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. But good for well, you. He was, he was Spider-Man, though, right? In this episode? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse uh, with Sean Allen. Uh, <laughs> He's Spider-Man. I just understood that. <laughs> really? Because, right. like, half my notes are Spider-Man jokes. So, <laughs> get ready. When that st- shit comes up, there's a lot of cursing in my notes. I'm like, what the, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Durnford, man. Sounds like it's written by a children's cartoon writer. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. minute. Oh, dinosaurs, Heathcliff. When the dinosaurs come in, I definitely was you like, whoa, out. this is weird. Wow, this is strange. <laughs> All right, so ready for the IMDb episode description? Please. Duncan is kidnapped on orders of, quote unquote, the colonel. Amanda takes a young thief under her wing who starts mimicking her appearance. In flashback to 1918 France, Duncan is unable to prevent glory-seeking immortal Colonel Killian from leading a charge after he's been told the war is over. But Duncan's testimony convicts Killian in a court-martial. Duncan then asks Killian's death sentence to be commuted to a life in in a criminal asylum. In present day, Killian's thugs kidnap Melissa and thinking she's Amanda. And Killian leaves Duncan in a cell in an abandoned building. (laughs) Wow. And, and, and. Yikes. Terrible. Yowza. He did learn an important lesson, though. Is that with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he learns. Okay. So, how's this episode start, Kyle? We start with Joe. Joe's back. I Joe's was like, back. oh, hey, Joe. And he is basically getting Amanda caught up on his beef with McCloud. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of exposition here. But unlike Richie, Joe, like, tells Amanda what happened. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, we had a good friend named Charlie DeSalvo, and now he's dead. It would not be out of place for Joe to say, last time on Highlander, and then start telling Amanda all this stuff. Yeah. No, this worked, though. It was, like, pretty short and to the point. Interesting. I I put, what is with all this heavy-handed exposition? (laughs) It was either this or previously on. No, no, it's true. I appreciate, I I like this better. This dispatched At least it's in dialogue 30, and in 25 seconds instead of you know two minutes and 30 seconds yeah this gets interrupted he cuts he's like cutting limes for drinks or something like that and mm-hmm. he cuts himself he's like see i bleed oh, this- i could get infected and die <laughs> i laughed at this i was like oh my god <laughs> and when he cuts the sauce he's like <laughs> <laughs> like all right maybe this is what i mean of being like a little ham well, like is- what is this like i it's like, what are you talking about? He's immortal, man. I guess so. A-mortal, not A-mortal. E-mortal. Yeah. I-mortal. It is heavy-handed, but Amanda's wheeling and dealing. She's using her manipulative powers for good. She thinks Joe's beef is macho BS, mm-hmm. and she's orchestrating a meeting between Duncan and Joe. That's right. You want me to make the first move? <laughs> so this whole conversation is intercut with i actually like the way this is all the shot. editing on this is great really solid so mac yeah. is leaving a garage is this the same fucking garage as the hospital he's leaving the hospital it kind of does yeah i think it's supposed to be the, the school he was at the hospital to not say hi to ann i oh. think he's cheating oh i think he's cheating. with ann he and ann are like in the in the bz in the in the in the bz I can't bone think zone. of oh, yeah, okay. in the bone zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, They're in the right. bone zone. Why can't I think of the religious room, the chapel? They're in the chapel fooling around. Yeah. Oh. Kenny's camcordering it. <laughs> okay. Kenny handcuffs Anne, kisses yeah. Duncan. <laughs> He's like, all right, Duncan, let's have a rematch if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I think Mac is supposed to be leaving school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that gets brought up. That he's, even though he was match, parked outside like, last yeah, time. Yeah, last time he was parked outside. Yeah, whatever. This is cool, though. So, so he's going to his car, and then this big lumbering man. This guy's is a like, 
buffoon. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, I used to be a contender. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> he asks Duncan for change for the meter. For the meter, but like what meter? They're in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, don't I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. There's a meter when you leave. I don't call that a meter. I don't know. Feed the meter, baby. That's right. I love this fight scene. This fight it scene's helps. awesome. It, it, it is helps awesome. that it's being like interrupted, so there's no downtime. Like we just keep cutting back to something cool happening, and then we don't have to train, worry about how he got from one point to another because right. of the intercutting. So it like works great. You know, this fight scene, even if the raw footage wasn't as cool as the whole thing, like you, cuts there's together. raw footage of it, and it is cool. They oh, did really? the whole fight in one take. Did they really? And it's well, it's Duncan fighting his own teacher and one of the stuntmen, I guess. Yeah. So like they're it's all really cool. very good at it, and the, yeah. they're like the crew like applauds when they're yeah. done. No, it's really rad. Yeah. yeah this is like this is terrific. Yeah. And it's funny because like they're Amanda and Joe are having this super sappy conversation about like what if he doesn't come and like blah blah blah. Meanwhile, like Mac leaps over a car, and at one point, like the big fat guy does like this tomahawk chop down to try to hit him. It's great. This you know what the editing of this reminded me of in Ninja Turtles bringing that background. Oh, it is straight it up is that. When Raphael, right? When he gets the shit kicked out of him and they're talking about should we be worried that he's been gone so long? Right. He's on the roof getting beat up. And then wow. of course it's a little on the nose, Donato is like, I'm sure he does this all the time. I'm right. sure he'll drop in any minute. And he gets like thrown through the sun. <laughs> oh yeah. But this reminds me of like that sort of editing yeah. style because they're just casually talking about Mac and it's like very lighthearted. Uh, and there's even like music because like there's Jim Burns blues playing. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the fight scene has like no music. Like it's really stark in contrast. It's awesome. That's no, yeah. good. Tight editing. Tight. But uh, how does this fight end? Mac gets tased, bro. By a pervert. Yeah, he gets tased <laughs> oh, yeah, by a, a, Napoleon Dynamite's brother. Yeah. A sex pervert appears and tases him he's got like shades indoors mustache like thick mustache real creep just zaps him and amanda convinces joe that she should like heal this relationship by like i see like two gravestones one that says he lived by the rules and the other was he was a good friend which one would you rather have you wouldn't mind if you tried to get the beatles back together too (sighs) (sighs) the beatles i do not like their dialogue at all no I took an oath. And and Amanda. Damn it. And Manda. And Manda. And Manda. Ooh, now we're talking. Yeah. Ooh, the perfect woman. <laughs> she's a doctor. She's snobbish. She's pregnant. And a master thief. Yeah. What could go wrong? She stole my heart. That's right. So um, Amanda, a Mac is like <laughs> kidnapped. And put in like a straight jacket. Yeah. Then we proceed to have... Ten minutes of dialogue between the perv and the big guy of never ending about how that guy used to be a boxer and he can't beat Mac. It's yeah. insane. It's it goes on for so it long. Literally it literally is, is the, the only cartoon dialogue. I used to be a contender. Forty-seven knockouts. Give me another minute. If I was a few years younger, I could have taken him. Yeah, if I hadn't zapped him, yeah, I'd beat your ass. Yes, yeah. take could have taken him to a movie. Awful, goofy. <laughs> It was actually the Goofy movie. <laughs> Powerline. That's right. Powerline, he was tased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a deeper Goofy movie cut than I was expecting. I love the Goofy movie. When they visit Lester's Possum Park, that part holds up. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Rewatch. Like, does it? Yeah. Goofy movie rewatched. Okay, so that's our cold open. Matt gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And so we get the credits, and then we hop back into the action, and we're at like some warehouse dock place at night and so they let mac out and of course there's like 
more fucking punching and stuff. Mac houses these guys with, in a straitjacket. With yeah. only his feet. Yeah. And then gets piped in the face. This it's is brutal. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> savage. <laughs> the savagery continues on this show. But these guys aren't, like, prepared for how hard Mac is. No. Not in his pants, but maybe. But maybe, yeah. I don't know. They're, no, Mac they, they might not be prepared for that. Yeah, he fucks these guys up. Yeah, yeah they're bulk and skull 2.0. They are. Back at Joe's, Amanda is observing this like odd date. I was like, is this person a hooker? Like, I was not I just sure. Assumed, I just thought she was a call girl. That's yeah. what I thought. Especially that the weird outfit. outfit. Her, she's, like, she's, she's like doing a Chun Li cosplay. Yeah, she has like I don't even know how to describe it, but like a like a Chinese like, shirt. Yeah, it's like a Chinese yeah shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it's, it's like blue, bright, bright, bright blue, blue silk. And then she's wearing like a mini skirt, and she has like socks rolled all the way up to her knees. It's hot. It's very hot, and it looks like she has a wig on. It's she's, just, yeah, that's yeah. a wig, right? I assume so. It's so long. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to think it's a wig, but the actress is definitely wearing a wig. Yeah. And she spills a beer on her, like, above middle age. Oh, date. yeah. That's also Old gross. So man. another reason yeah. I thought this person was a, a call girl. So it's like, she should not be with this guy. As R. Kelly says, age ain't nothing but a number, Keith. That's true. Ugh. He also peed on young women. So. He is a horrible monster. Check those ages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She then is, like, making a break for it. And Amanda Notices. pickpockets the pickpocket. Because she, like, calls her out. She's like, oh, like, I thought the, the spilling the wine or whatever was a little cheesy, but, like, you did it. Yeah. But it turns out that she had gotten her keys, which are actually the guy's keys. Right. This woman, whose name is Melissa, has pickpocketed his keys to take his Beamer for a joyride. And she's like, are you a cop to Amanda? Not in this life. Huh? Does that mean she was a cop in a different life? Yeah. I think there's all these weird bits of dialogue from Amanda, like, alluding to her immortality that she drops on this girl. Like, not in this lifetime. Like, but I, think I don't just, think it was true ever, right? That she's no, a cop? No, I don't think she ever was. But I'm I think cop, it's supposed to just imply yeah. that she's had a long life. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, yeah. But she is intrigued by this, and she's like, hey, I'll go with you. Let's, you know, have a fucking party. Yeah, my date stood me up, so let's... Go take a joyride, woman I just met. Let alone, like, no concern for Joe. <laughs> nope. Well, they, and this poor sap that's like... Like, also, they have like a... Oh, a, the guy... They have a they're prolonged, just stealing conver- his they car. Have a prolonged yeah. conversation at the bar. Because the girl is like, I'll get you some napkins to clean up. Yeah. And then she just, like, walks out with a strange woman. And the guy's just covered in wine, being like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, I guess, comes to realize his car's been stolen. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fucked up. And wouldn't he, like, come to Joe and be like, hey, listen, my car was stolen. At your place. And the woman you were talking to for a long time was the one who did it. Yeah. Do you know what's up? But they are going to have some gal palling around. That's right. So we cut back to the warehouse. she reveals that she does this because she's fucking bored. Right. So we cut back to the warehouse. And now we get... They are still having the same conversation. Like, off-screen... Like, Mac is all, like, tied up in this straitjacket, and we get all this, like, off-screen dialogue. Like, the colonel's yeah. late. He said he's never late. I, like, We're this, 13 minutes early. Yeah. This is fucking AI video game dialogue. Like, this is, like, when you're creeping like, around, around... You have this conversation. And, like, you hear the goons that you're going to take out having, like, weird backstory... And, it, and if you hang yeah. out there long enough, you'll hear it three times. Right. Yeah. That's literally what this dialogue feels like. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and Mac it's, is like trying to escape his straight jacket. He pulls like a le- ends up pulling like a lethal weapon <laughs> to make oh, yeah. this work. Dislocates his own arm. Yeah. And these fucking goons are now talking about like a boxing match, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I got Fenton in three. Fenton's a bum. 
Uh, and at this point, they do drop like a little line, I think, about like a bar they're going to go to at some point, right? Yeah. To watch the fight. Oh, you have like front row tickets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the bar. And... Front, front row tickets are green something. Bro. Yeah. So this becomes important this, later. And this it's is like the it's the most insane... unexpected breadcrumb. Yeah. That and Mac has any. If you're not paying attention, you wouldn't hear this. Oh, no. If I wasn't taking notes, yeah. I was confused later. Like, I had to go back and look through yeah. and be like, wait, how does Mac know well, where, this where to is, go? This is a bar owned by our villain. Mm-hmm. This is Killian's bar. Oh, that's Killian's bar? Yeah. I did not realize that. They don't set up like any other way except for this one throwaway line that nobody would remember. Right. How, oh, I just I'm, I remember them saying they went to the bar. I just missed that it was supposed to be the colonel's bar. I had a note here. I was it's, like, this it's not all called, feels... It's not called the spider's web? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> spider's lair? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a note that this feels so like... This all feels so season one to me. Like, at this point, I had a note, like, I have no idea what has propelled Mac into this plot at all. Like, yeah. I don't know what the plot is yet. Like, Well, there isn't one yeah. yet. There's been a series of random encounters but for both Amanda and Mac that have yeah. led them to their current so, situation. So Mac is struggling with his straight jacket or whatever. And now we cut to this place, La Belle's, which is like a jewelry store or whatever. And so Amanda and Melissa are there. And, and uh, what does she have in her purse? <laughs> what is she, yeah, she has a fucking, what a is it? Laser. A, a digital, digital analyzer. analyzer. Whatever that means. What the mean. fuck is this? <laughs> well, it analyzes things digitally. Yeah. You keep that in your purse? Doesn't everyone? And she's like, Melissa's answer, like, can't we, ro- can't we no. rob like a JC Penny? So yeah. it's like, Ugh. there are no lasers or, or cameras or blah blah blah. And they're going bankrupt, so yeah. <laughs> so I think this is where we find out that Melissa likes to rob because she's like has a boring she's life. Bored, yeah. She should stop having a boring sandwich. Stop, Stop having, having a boring, boring life. life. That fucking Slap guy. Slap then, then also get beaten up by a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. Get punched. This, sucker is, this punched is the prostitute that beat up. <laughs> she got shamped wild to the She's face. She's taking his advice. Mm-hmm. They break in. The alarms go off. So they didn't do a very good job. But it's, I guess, more about the thrill. They're like, ah! And then they're and like, they, let's they, get in the car. Like, the police will be here in 45 away. seconds. Yeah. Can we now talk about the gay undertones this episode has? <laughs> uh, I just wrote a bunch of times. Is there fanfic about this? Uh, I don't want to read there it. There is now. Because <laughs> I wrote it. Yeah. All right. Do, do we think this episode has mm. homosexual undertones with Amanda and Melissa? Oh, yeah. Melissa wants to jump her bones. Also, Elizabeth Grayson has... At least she even mentioned this at the gathering convention, and I've seen it in interviews previously. She says, I wish we got to explore like a broader range of sexuality with Amanda. So Ooh. I think even in, in Elizabeth Grayson's mind that Elizabeth or that Amanda exists not just on like she's not heterosexual, that she's probably bi or something like that. Yeah. Which is that. hot. <laughs> oh my God. Well, when she gross. goes to meet her later, she's in that. Not gross, like, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, What's you, gross about it, no, you, you being, What's uh, gross about two women loving you, each other? You being lecherous. Keith <laughs> wasn't being lecherous. <laughs> I think love is Paris hot. All right. Yeah. Oh, boy, he boy. just gets turned on by love. As do I. <laughs> Between these two ladies, these two brides. Just kidding. Also, as they <laughs> run away. Amanda smacks her butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they have, like, a... Then they have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Then at some point, they, like, are, like... I I don't know if this was before or after, but there is a shot where they've, like... They're leaning back. They've, like, reclined in the car, and they're, like, just looking at each other. And it's just, like... They might as well just have said, like, what are you thinking about? (laughs) Like... Okay, so we cut to the warehouse, resuming the previous scene. Mac is still struggling with the straitjacket. Oh, and this is where they talk about the fucking bar. Like, again, this, I'm like, we waste so much time jumping back and forth. Like, I don't mind the Amanda scenes, but it's just like Mac bullshit struggling. 
It's like, I get it. Like, move on. And we just yeah. see, like, video game footage. And the bar is Gleason's that they're Gleason's, going to. that's right. Right. Oh, Gleason's. Gleason's. And I, I have a note here. The we son are, of Glee? Yeah. So at this point, we are 11 minutes into this episode, and I have no fucking clue what this episode's about. Other than Amanda getting some jollies. Right. And also, it's so strange because, like, I have a note here also that, like, it's so weird. They Like, this episode starts with, like, Joe and Mac exposition, like, what happened with you guys? And then, like, seemingly instantly, the plot has gone off the rails from that. Yeah. And we're into this, we're in this whole other world that doesn't seem to have anything to, I mean, it will come back around. A whole new world. That's where we'll be. Aladdin. Aladdin. Is is that like Paula Dean? Yeah. Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) Butter. So Mac slathers himself (laughs) in butter to escape (laughs) his straight jacket. No, but he dislocates his shoulder, Mel Gibson style. Yeah, and he lethal weapons this shit. Gets out of his straitjacket, which is pretty awesome. I'd like to say that still hasn't happened yet. Still <laughs> hasn't? hasn't happened yet. What the fuck else happens in this episode? It keeps cutting back and forth. So, so is this where Amanda says she stops stealing because of a guy? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, now we, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we keep bouncing back. This is so... It's cut so insanely. It's not like, cut poorly, I don't think. Like, but no. ma- the Mac scenes are pointless. Yeah, like it's it's unneeded. Like mm-hmm. at least we're getting new to new territory with Melissa and Amanda. Like, yeah, they're going on a little adventure here. Like, we keep cutting back to Mac to see him in the same predicament we've seen him in for the last ten. Minutes. And I'm just like shrug, and they linger on it for like way too long. I it's think building mood. Yeah, Keith. building mood. Hey, how about you guys? Where are your seats? Hey. hey, I'm walking here. So, so now, now we're 12 minutes twelve minutes and 21 seconds into this. No sign of plot yet. And this is, yes, you've mentioned that they're having this dialogue about, like, why just did quit stealing for a guy? I have in my Wait, notes. No, she fucking didn't. I have in my notes. I said, this is insipid. I was like, <laughs> I'm tired of this trite dialogue. <laughs> and also, I was getting really sick of this very mm. quickly. And also, she didn't stop stealing. She's still she's always she's stealing in this moment. Stealing. She's yeah. stolen. Yeah. When are we ever supposed to think she stopped stealing? I guess cross. Or is this the confirmation that she has stopped? I don't know. I guess. But it's not like I don't know. I don't know. She just popped back in on Mac. It's not like they're going steady. Or are they? Or are they? I don't Ooh. know. Steady for three episodes. Spoiler. All right. So now we finally are able to get to something happening, and Mac does the lethal weapon move, and the colonel finally arrives. Or somebody finally arrives, and it's the colonel. That's right. Oh, I have a question here. Not to, I'm like belaboring a lot of points here. I don't think it was interesting that Mac like pops his own shoulder back into place. I was like, ah, oh, like would the immortality have healed that on its own? Is he speeding oh, it up by like, hey, I got to knock it back in because the immortality would take too long. Mm. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking episode. So then Mac. Just has to fight these guys for the third time. And, and crushes them all again. Fucks them up. Yeah. <laughs> this time, no taser, and he just wrecks them. These guys are the worst. And, I, uh, okay, can we oh, talk I about how Mac kind of gets away? If I was 10 years younger, I could have took him. <laughs> I could have took him. <laughs> I could have took him. <laughs> so so someone's t- someone up. in the distance is taking pictures of Mac. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, what's that? So Mac dives underneath of this van. So oh, oh, wait, 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 wait! I almost forgot about this so shit. Killian, the colonel, is out of his car and sees Mac get out, and he has like bug eyes. Yeah, yeah. he He's looks nuts. Nuts. <laughs> he looks like an evil Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> he like has a goon with him, and he like gives him the nod, and the goon just pulls out a machine gun and shoots the ever loving shit out of Mac. Well, yes. he shoots a, he in sh- the back. Yeah. 
Mac back. And then Mac like falls over and hides under the van. Right. And then the guy shoots the van. Oh, yeah, he does. And the van. Does he actually shoot Mac here or is that later? No, he shoots Mac. He and that's why Mac like runs away. Yeah. Under the van. And, and then, then he <laughs> shoots gasoline that's falling out from the van. It the explodes. The van fucking explodes. And then, and then Mac comes running out on, on fire. fire. Like, with, his, fire? with his hands in the air, like waving them around. And, and like, they, <laughs> like he just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and they make him make a sound like, like <laughs> and he dies in the water. Right. All while this is being photographed. And all the goons go to the dock, and Killian's just like, he's gone. I'm like, I don't know, shoot in the water. (laughs) Well, shooting in the water doesn't actually work that very well. Oh, doesn't it? No. No. Uh, Because, like, the water will, like, destroy the bullet when it hits. Like, like, the temperature and, yeah, the the momentum, like, the the surface pressure. No, I don't know. The more powerful the gun, the more water stops it. Like, the most penetration you get is if, like, if you shot with an old timey musket. Interesting. Somebody did an experiment where they shot, like, a high powered, like, sniper rifle Mm -hmm. into it. And, like, it got no penetration because as soon as it hit the water, like, the bullet just exploded. Wow. Like, into a bajillion pieces and got no penetration. That's pretty cool. That's what she's... <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're, like, a foot or two underwater, like... That's what Stormy Daniels to you. said, too. Got no penetration. Right? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> she's with that Forbes magazine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, at this moment, nothing has happened plot-wise, really. Still, we have no clue who this guy is. We have no clue any of this is happening. But Matt got away 20 minutes in. Thank God. Amanda is taking Melissa back to Mac's apartment. For why? For a threesome. For a threesome? Is that why? Well, then Mac shows up. And Melissa, I fucks the shit out of him. We got to play. This is my favorite clip from this episode. This is just amazing comedy. Hi, Mac. He's awesome. (laughs) Terrible. She said I looked awesome. <laughs> what did he say? She said I look awesome. <laughs> Mac looks so dejected. dejected. It's yeah. incredible. His like sweater is like half gone. Right. That's he's like he's like covering himself up because he's yeah. all blown to bits. Yep. He doesn't look like he was set on fire. <laughs> that sweater has not been set on fire. Yeah. No. Is you set up a fire? <laughs> Bring it as water and set up a fire. So Melissa leaves. Yeah. Like why was she here? She like shows up. And yeah. Then I leaves. don't know. Did they just? Did she walk her home? Were they getting drinks upstairs and this is the end of their evening? Maybe. I I think they were going to hang out and maybe Mac was going to go home and (laughs) set the room on fire. But then he he screwed up. They're just going to laugh. They're going to watch meatballs. (laughs) Very good. Fair enough. But Mac ruined it by coming in looking like a bum. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Amanda seems jealous. I don't think she would participate in something like that. Really? Mm-hmm. This is what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, cut we're all like, this. We're like, would Amanda participate in a threesome? Discuss. <laughs> Fuck us. Yeah, please no. David Readers, Abraham we want to know what you think. Ta- though. Talking about it, <laughs> okay. he was like, the girl was sexy. Jesus Christ! All right, so uh, Melissa leaves, and Amanda's like, "What is going on?" And Mac is telling her about Killian, and then Killian's he's keep Irish on red. coming. And he's got good reason. So then we get a flashback, and I like the way they use the elevator door as the wipe. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Sure. Uh, so we flash back to 1918 in battlefield trenches, I and guess, we got in France. We got Doughboy Mac. I kind of like the way it starts in black and white, and then we get into this like kind of undersaturated. Yeah, that works. Thing. It works. I think that was kind of neat. It works better than like the South Pacific trans. Like, I wish cut. it was all in black and white. Do you? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked nice. It did. It looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's way better than the sepia. Absolutely. I'll take, I have that. This is way better than that sepia tone shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the year was sepia 78. Okay, so Mac is a medic. And this has been, like, established before. Like, at some point, Mac kind of stops fighting in wars. And he takes on this sort of, like, medic But then he persona. fights in World War II. Yeah. Wait, does he fight? Fight? What does he's he do? He's shooting machine guns and... Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's a, like a spy Nazis. or whatever, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he's also a spy, but he is ambushing Nazis. Mm. At some point, we do see right. him as a spy in that Return of Amanda episode. But That's true. Mac like, is taking yeah. care of some wounded. He gets the buzz, and the colonel is Killian, and turns out he's immortal. Killian, like, questions Mac, like, why are you here? Like, wouldn't you rather be, like, leading men into battle? And this is kind of an when interesting... When you can lead just, men into glorious battle? Let's talk so about this guy's fucking voice. voice. Oh, yeah. my God. Fuck his voice. <laughs> Very goofy. Oh, it's so over check the, the top. This is crazy. With bug eyes. Reading my notes, so... Usually what I do is I gather all the, like, behind-the-scenes info before I take notes. Like, who wrote it? Who directed it? This time, I did not do that because I did this while I was away. At this point, I have in my notes, in all caps, who wrote this fucking script? Is this their first Highlander episode? (laughs) Yes. It's like, this seems like they have the most cursory knowledge of the Highlander universe. Like, it's... This is awful. Oh, yeah. I hate this dialogue. The dialogue in the whole episode is bad. Hmm? Killian. 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 Killian's Irish red. <laughs> Killian wants to keep on killing it. <laughs> but Mac is done with that. He right. wants to heal men. He wants to get a charge going up over the barbed wire to go attack right. Jerry. Jerry! Jerry! All right, so then a messenger comes. With a telegram informing him that the war is over. And somehow, Mac just like... Sees the telegram? Like, How does he, he see this? Read this. Like he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and he takes it. The telegram knew it. The telegram knew it. <laughs> so he tells Dolman Ross knew it. Whoever this staff sergeant or whoever is that like Sergeant no, Merton. Merton, don't Merton. give the order. He's got like the whistle that they would blow when men were just going to go charge to their death in the worst conflict in human history. So, anyway, that guy's like, sorry, sir. Like, we're going home. And then Killian fucking shoots the shit out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, he literally shoots the messenger because he's bananas. <laughs> yeah, he's out of his gourd. <laughs> and he leads his men on a charge. On a suicide charge. He's like, it'll be over when we take that hill. And then they play It's a Long Way to Tipperary. What the fuck is this? What is this, like, weird comedy thing? In the middle of this. I don't think it's supposed to be a comedy thing. I didn't read this as funny. I'm not sure what was being communicated here. I just think they're playing like a military song. Yeah, I didn't read anything. It's it's such a chipper song. I maybe just the juxtaposition then, like this guy's love of war, or, and like and down. everybody dies. Like the way the shot, I like the way the shot at the end. That's like him up on the trenches. Like I think it's supposed to imply like every, everybody died. Like he's there alone with this like gun silhouetted. It's it's a cool shot. Yeah, I, yeah. And cool he also shot. shoots Mac. Like Mac is trying to get these yes. guys to stop again without telling them that the war is over. It's just just him like pulling them down. He doesn't say like stop. The war is over. The colonel just killed your friend. Yeah. Once again, Mac refuses to use his words to solve problems. (laughs) He just, like, refuses. It's like, ugh. So then we cut a little bit later. We're now in London, 1918, at a military tribunal. Killian is responsible for 300 deaths. Is that just British deaths? Good question. I would would presume so. At some point later, they say British and German deaths, but I'm not sure if the 300 was counted. Either way. Either way. (laughs) Yeah. Bad news. That's fucked up. Yeah, fuck this guy. But Mac is there in a suit. And so I guess at this point, Mac has testified against him. 
saying this is what happened. And so they are going to court-martial him, right? Mm-hmm. He's he will die be... if I tell them to die. And they are going to hang him. Yeah, he's going to be executed. And he freaks out. <laughs> For yeah. some reason, this why? Is, but this is so this bananas. Is, this is... I'll be dancing on your graves. I'll be Killian while you're dead. Blah, blah, blah. I was Colonel Sam Killian before you were born. I will be Colonel Sam Killian after you die. Jesus Christ. So once again, as this episode is a carbon copy of the last episode, yeah. like right up to the point, like the leader shoots one of his like mm-hmm. undermen. Mac, you know his what? His underclass. <laughs> under what would you call this guy? His uh, subordinates? subordinates. That's what I said. His, his underman. <laughs> that sounds like the name of like an attorney you don't want to hire. It's a hire ra- Sam Underman. Underman. It's a race of subterranean mole people. That's right. The Undermen. <laughs> Beware, surface dwellers. It's, mole yeah, attorney. It's, it's exactly mole the same. <laughs> okay. So then Mac, I, I really like Mac's little smirk here. This is, I think, pretty badass. And so Mac is like, no, no, sincere. no. He's like, you should really. It's clear he's not in his right mind. And they... the guy's like, oh, I can't say no to you. Right. So <laughs> it's what he's like. Yeah. <laughs> so they put him in like an insane asylum. Yeah. But of course, this is just to prolong his suffering. So then we cut to the loony Napoleon bin with Killian. And they're like stuffing him away or whatever yeah and he's freaking out once again amazing so back to the present like a man is like why didn't you just let him get go and he's like he committed crimes in the mortal world he had to face mortal justice when has this yeah, ever right? been max stance this, this is the strangest this is the exact fucking opposite of the next episode of every, every episode yeah. of everything mac does if there's one thing i believe it's this that mac doesn't trust the cops and <laughs> wants to do everything himself and especially especially if there's an immortal involved he feels like it is his sole province to deal with it the literal very next episode contradicts this point of view i I don't understand. In every this. way possible. Nuts. And frankly, <laughs> which which kills me just because frankly, I agree with his point. But like, like where's his concern where it's like we can't save Mikey because people will realize he's an immortal if we put him somewhere because he's gonna be alive forever. Yeah, what happened but here? Killian, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. How did also, they not we find it out, out Killian was yeah. there for seventy years. How did that go by through the paperwork? Like nobody yeah. noticed that. Like, hey, this guy's been here forever. I mean, I guess they just assume it was a clerical error because everybody knows no man could be alive for seventy years and looking exactly the same. Must be a lot of turnover. Yeah, yeah. Right. But still, how is this any different? And how does Killian not get out sooner? Like, like I feel that every commit time, suicide. Yeah. Every <laughs> time an immortal gets put in prison, kill yourself. Get right. out. Good movie. What movie? What? Get out. Oh. oh. Kill, I was going to say, I, I kill, yourself? kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, kill yourself, the movie. <laughs> Starring you. Yeah. <laughs> so this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't. But I agree with his point that, like, if it's a crime that mortal justice is up to, let it handle it in some sense. But Sure. I don't know, actually. The more I think about it, the more... The less convinced I am of that point, but still. It's a philosophy that you could have credibly, but it's obvious that Mac doesn't have it. Yeah. Well, it's also weird because he, like, scams the system in a weird way, too. Like, hey, it's a crime that requires mortal justice, and that mortal justice was going to be executing him. And you made it much worse, and you, but... Yeah, you made it worse, but also... Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about From a mortal that. perspective, you made it better. From an immortal exactly. perspective, you fuck this guy yeah yeah so i i don't know how that works like but killian you've interfered in some yeah. way there too 
Killian being hung, though, it doesn't meet out like an appropriate punishment because, you know, it doesn't matter to him. Like him being in prison for 70 years, I guess, to Mac is justifiable. Just <laughs> like, yeah, for him costing 300 lives. Right. It would be interesting if this guy came out of that and wasn't a piece of shit asshole. Would Mac have thought he served his time? Yeah, I don't know. No. Probably uh, not. He doesn't do it with what's his balls? <laughs> Kanan. That's right. Kagan? Kagan. Whatever. Kagel. Kagel. He doesn't do his Kagel <laughs> he exercises. Never he never yeah. accidentally pees. 70 years I've been exercising my <laughs> pelvic muscles. <laughs> Amanda says she's turned on by hanging out with Melissa. Yeah, that's when I wrote again. There is definitely fanfic about this. Yeah. And the outfit, is this when Amanda's in that outfit? Okay, so now we cut to the next day, and Mac and Amanda are walking down the street. Yeah. And yeah, Amanda's got quite the outfit on. So they're going to meet Melissa. And Mac is like, what's up with this? You guys just met yesterday, and like you guys are BFFs. Mac is just afraid Amanda will get Melissa thrown in jail. Right. <laughs> Which is fair. Absolutely. So they're meeting her at a hair salon. Where I and also, but worked. Mac also, this yeah. is like, again, getting into this bi territory. Like, Mac even comments on the way she's dressed. And I think, is this supposed to imply, like, you dress that way for her? Yeah. Like, when they're walking down the street, she's like, oh, I'll be good, I promise. It's like, oh, dress like that? And she's like, well, what's wrong with the way I'm dressed? Like, she's not wearing, like, a like burglar outfit. She's wearing, like... It's like a club outfit. Yeah, it's like, we're getting... Down a business outfit. But she kind of dresses like that all the time. I That's guess. True. I don't know. She's very stylish. Yeah. Find me in the club. I don't think it's unintentional that there's all these sexual undertones. Into heaven. Mm. Not into making love. So come okay, so we go to the hug. beauty salon. Ugh. So Amanda doesn't recognize her, and she's like, excuse me, is Melissa here? And she has and they spin ruined, the chair her, ruined her own look. <laughs> yeah. This is awful. Yeah. She looks terrible. <laughs> looks like she's wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like she has sideburns and somebody spilled ink on her head. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not good. Well, this is just the same wig, like dyed a different color is what it looks like. But she's done her hair to allegedly look like Amanda's. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't look doesn't. at all like Amanda's. No. It just looks terrible. And they're both kind of like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden Amanda, I think we're supposed to believe in the context of this episode that Amanda's into this. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. At first, I feel not. Well, and I, think I think she's like she a flattery or whatever. Yeah. I like Max line. He's like, one of you's enough. Like, yeah. yeah. Which is good. Oh, and but that also, again, to continue about what Amanda's wearing, she takes her top off mm-hmm. and gives it to, like, this or reminds her me. her coat. Yeah, her coat. And this is like that Seinfeld episode where the woman wears a bra as a top. Yeah, That's yeah, That's yeah. basically what Amanda is yeah. wearing here. A bra. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> it's very revealing. Very clubby. I don't know. I listen to all these podcasts like all the time and I'm just like getting all this free content and like I'm loving it. But like I don't know how I could support them. If only they offered some type of product that they made that helps out the podcast and shows your love of the show. One of my favorite podcasts, Highlander Rewatched. Oh, why do you like that? Uh, it talks a lot about like one of my favorite shows, Highlander, and is also like kind of funny and quirky and has like a sweet irreverence for the show, which I like a lot, which is kind of cool. That sounds fair. Yeah. Okay. What fair do enough. They, what, what, what do, do they, they do, do, though? Well, to raise money for their podcast to help support the amazing content they put out for free every week, they sell an awesome collectible magnet set featuring four of our favorite Highlander characters. Wow. What characters? Well, we've got the star of the show, Duncan. 
and they also have a modern version of Duncan and a cool Scottish Highlands warrior version of Duncan. Oh, like Ooh. old school barbarian Mac? That's right. Ooh, I like that Mac. Uh, they've also got an awesome Amanda Joe. magnet. A Joe and a Mythos. Mythos. Set Magthos. Like five magnets. So a set of five magnets. For, oh. And it's amazing how much they even charge for it. It's only it, It's got to cost like 50 bucks, right? No, like 10 not bucks even. Magnet? No. You'd think because these magnets are so strong. I think I could fit, I don't know, how many report cards could I put on my fridge with this? I don't know, maybe like five? 10? Five. Ten? Five. I think wow. I could put five, at least five. That's a lot of report cards. It is a lot of report cards. How many child's drawings could these magnets support? I guess it depends on the paper. That's and true. the size of the drawing. The There's a lot of variables stock, here. Medium they're drawing in. Mm -hmm. Wax is heavy. Wax is heavy. These are all wax drawings. Yeah, wax drawings. <laughs> Watercolors are, well, that's not really a drawing, I guess you would say. That's a painting. Yeah, yeah these will not hold paintings. Don't even try. Hold no. paintings. Get those framed by a professional. Yeah. For your fridge. That's right. <laughs> for your fridge. I need a real fridge frame. We're going far afield. But how much do these magnets these cost? These magnets only said. cost $15, that which is, is criminal. crazy. That's a deal. What is that, about three bucks a magnet? That's literally exactly three bucks a magnet. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Where can we get these magnets? You can go on Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatch, or you can also go to Facebook.com and find the Highlander Rewatch page and click on our store link right at the top of our page. It says, shop now. hey -oh. What if I want to shop later? Just wait, and, that, then, <laughs> and then shop now. <laughs> then then shop now. Yeah. All right, that's fair advice. At some point, you will, actually, you will be shopping now. We're looking at now, sir. Yeah. Now. Buy them today. Okay, so now we cut to a word I never thought I'd type before. The Arachnatorium. <laughs> so, Spider-Man Begins. This is dog shit. I What's... am so fucking mad. Oh, this is awful. I prefer the solitary spider. <laughs> Which, what is this? He also gives this whole thing. It's like, also, he's the colonel. He's the commander of men. Why doesn't he, like, ants... Yeah, he gives us something about ants about they're like regimented and have workers and like he also makes his goons call him Colonel and it's like in your weird fantasy army you're only a Colonel <laughs> <laughs> fucking rise up in the ranks makes, man my Colonel's pretty high sure but I don't Why know aren't you the general yeah yeah because then what if like some other pretend guy comes in he's like well I'm the general so, <laughs> so we're giving ranked. ourselves made up ranks <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm yep. king shit of fuck mountain. mountain. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> that outranks Colonel. He shows the, the organizational chart. <laughs> that's what they have in the military, right? Organizational yeah, charts. I mean, kind of, yeah. So he's playing with the tarantula. And he also just has a brown recluse spider just hanging out. Is that the poisonous one? Yeah. Also, I'm not aware that spiders can be trained, right? That's not a thing? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm going to go ahead and say no. I think it's just the tarantulas are chill. But I mean, like a black recluse spider, it's not like you can domesticate it and make it not poison you. Right. So he's just being very reckless. Mm -hmm. I hate all this dialogue. Can we talk about this dialogue? For years, they were my only companions. Bees have a complex social structure. Ants are arranged by class into an efficient army of workers. But I prefer spiders. It's just, like, ridiculous. Once again, Heathcliff-level yeah. writing on this. Why give this character, who already suffers from, like, a deplorable excess of personality, yeah. is already just so over the top and has this crazy militaristic thing... That's yeah, already he, he's got a thing. thing. And then they're like, yeah. and they're just like, let's give him this too. Let's just let's just add this on. Let's like, give him these spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got all these spiders lying around. What do you want to do? That's with them? probably what's like. Hey, I uh, found some spiders. 
All right, Colonel. Colonel, perfect. Colonel Spider-Man. <laughs> Colonel Spider-Man. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. Yeah, and why doesn't he like ants? <laughs> yeah, that's a good why, point. Like, why isn't he like a thing that is milita- like has a militaristic like right. social structure? Maybe because he's a renegade, uh, much like the spiders. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the solitary warrior. Yeah, the noble spider. Nothing about this guy is spider-like. He's not manipulative. I mean, he 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 has like a spider hole. Yeah. <laughs> His butthole. <laughs> uh, and he can climb walls very efficiently. Yeah, we that's true. Yeah, we, like, we only get to see it once, but yeah. he does climb very efficiently. He does. He's, he's very Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's the part, the, that part where he shoots webbing from his butt. <laughs> butt. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> this is like 12-year-old humor. <laughs> yeah. This that's, is that's crazy. Okay. This is a 12-year-old episode. Yeah, we've been yeah. talking about Amanda having sex with other women <laughs> and spider butts, so... Well, this is the best thing this episode has to offer us, so... Yeah. So his goon has a picture of Mac with Amanda. Right. And he's like, hoo-hoo, we can kidnap her. Hey, do you think that'll ever pay off? As soon as this happened, I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Ugh. Yeah, I did too. Do I think it was going to pay off more than it does? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Does it ever become meaningful? No. Oh, then they like bring her in right away. Right? Yeah, like right away. This right happened. away. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I was like, wait, does this happen so quickly? It does. Yeah. Here's like, a picture, and we have her. We already got it. Yeah. I was actually just letting you know what our other perv guy was going to do while you were doing whatever. And then yeah. he's like, this, this dialogue, <laughs> maybe this is the worst line in the whole thing. He's like, ooh, very pretty, but not as pretty as this. <laughs> <laughs> and he just shoves a the fucking spider, spider in her face. face. <laughs> Dog shit. <laughs> oh, God. This is the most down we've been on an episode <laughs> in a long time. I feel like we were more lighthearted and had a better sense of humor about, like, Bless the Child yeah. or even The Zone than about this. Because I think at this point the show knows better. Absolutely think, yeah. it knows better. <laughs> Not as pretty as this. <laughs> <laughs> like, knowing this guy has written cartoons, like, really, that's what this is. Like, if this was a Heathcliff plot, I'd be like, it's fine, it's a kid's yeah, Like, it's like, it's just... Where a guy gets driven mad and befriends spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... Did we actually say that Amanda is not the one that kid that's kidnapped, it's Melissa? No, we did not say that. Yeah. So <laughs> Melissa has been brought in. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, McLeod will come and save you. She's like, why would she do that? <laughs> because he loves you. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I just met him yesterday. Oh, you're a very convincing actress. And he keeps shoving the spider on her face. Yeah, he like plant he like gently places the spider like on her shoulder. And this poor woman has to pretend like she's actually scared of this spider. This is like so unthreatening. Like just have this the, is so unentertaining. Have the, ni- have the knife guy like knife point man. his knife at her or knife something. Man. The knife or, like man. have the boxer guy just regale her with boxing stories until <laughs> yeah. she relents. I used to be called Kid Gorgeous. <laughs> now that's John Mulaney. <laughs> I don't think he's as tough as me, but we've never actually danced. I'm no match for him on the stage of stand-up comedy. Salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to the. <laughs> the loft, excuse me. Amanda's there calling from the bathroom. Mac is there reading something. Did anyone take a look at what Mac is reading? No. Spiders Monthly? <laughs> <laughs> spiders Illustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a zoo books about spiders. I 
I cannot <laughs> tell books. exactly, although the text, it's a thick book. Penthouse. The text is very small and divided into two columns. And is I was like, the Bible? I was like, is Mac just reading the Bible? <laughs> I don't know. That's the only sort of book that I know that kind of looks like that. Webster's? I guess it could. Yeah. Mac just reading the dictionary. I'm like, yeah, maybe it could be that. He's, he's studying for the GMATs or something. And he's like, let me Maybe it's for his it. history class. Hmm. Amanda's walking around in a bra. Okay, that explains why I just have a random hanging note that just says the word boob. I, I, <laughs> mine says boobies be popping. <laughs> booby popping, booby popping, booby popping. Boobies be popping. I also have a note that they're like really laying into like the Amanda sex appeal this season. Like yeah. way more than they did before. Yep. Like she is wearing much more revealing outfits and stuff. That's the David Abramowitz, man. Turn up the heat. Yeah. Eight. Turn up the sex. <laughs> so she's like goading Mac about something. I don't even remember what it is. They're talking about something, her relationship with Melissa or whatever. Because they're going to go out. Yeah. Again. Again. And Mac doesn't think it's healthy. Then they get the buzz and they go downstairs and what do they find? <laughs> so it's just Melissa on the floor with spiders placed just, around her. Just covered in spiders. Covered in yeah. spiders. This is so but stupid. But there are like three of them. <laughs> and Mac Mac kind of just gently nudging them away. Well, I was maybe con- laugh out loud. It's just like Well, I was confused at first. I was like, is this like a trap? Like, don't get close, they're gonna bite her. But then she was like, "Oh, it hurts!" Like, and I was like, "Oh, I guess she got bit already." Yeah. Like, I didn't know what this was ha- was happening. Even no, I don't even. Fuck, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Also, what was the point of kidnapping her? Exactly. Like, it's still fine. Like, user is fucking bait. Like, he just ruins his whole plot. He just gives her back. Like, he could have just went there himself and waited and not had her there. Because Mac wants to fight him too. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. By the way, he already lit Mac on fire. I'm sure if he just says, hey, you want to fight me? He'll be like, okay, I'll fight you. Yeah, meet me here. Then lock him up. Lock him up. Lock (laughs) Lock him him up. up. But her emails. Oh, my God. So Mac follows him to some chateau. I don't know how he knows to go there, but whatever. I just assume he followed whoever dropped her off. Right. So I don't know what. Which must have been him, because he got the buzz. Yeah. Well, he's standing there, like, outside Oh, like, in the doorway, right? Yeah. 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 For just a brief moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Mac follows him back. So Killian's in his in his arachnatorium, yeah, <laughs> his bug house. <sighs> then some, this part's legitimately awesome. Some goons pop in, and Mac oh, this just fucking straight up kills one. By Why? How does he do it, Eamon? Throwing his sword into his torso. <laughs> it's awesome. And doesn't the other guy just go, Jesus Christ? He actually yeah, says love- Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this part is, no, awesome. is awesome yeah yeah i love how like dumbfounded the other guy is like holy shit yeah and then mac, mac then goes after killian instead of addressing the boxer guy yeah and then the boxer guy shoots mac again but only after killian's like shoot him you idiot yeah. like because he's still so like stupefied yeah no this is pretty great maybe the best thing in this episode Oh, yeah. by far, by far. Well, I think the best thing is pretty, but not pretty as this. This. <laughs> this. <laughs> okay. So Mac is fucking dead now on the floor. Once Mac just gets the shit kicked out of him in this episode. Yeah. As much as ass kicking as he does. But you know what does, doesn't like, happen to Mac ever? He never gets bit by a spider. <laughs> that's true. So we now cut to a weird fucking jail cell underground mm-hmm. or something. Full it's of fucking abandoned. liver. Yeah, yeah, it's like weird beef cans and shit. Ration packs. It's full of army rations. Yeah. And this guy is like here to torture Mac to do to him what Mac did in quotes to him. So this is the clip at the top of the episode. So this is when we find out that he was locked up for 70 years, which if you do the math means he got out in 1988. Ooh. What's he been doing since? 
Hunting Mac. He was actually celebrating yeah. my birthday. <laughs> in 88. That's nice of him. A year of my birth. Yeah. Building his evil empire. That's right. Well, he had to do something to establish the right to goons in America. Yeah. That's true. Or do you think when he got out, he was not a colonel? Do you think he's been working his way back up to colonel, colonel. ever since? Uh, he rejoined like, the military. <laughs> no. Or he started well, an organization and... Was worked just a, his way a common up. thug. He started the organization, but then started at the ground floor. <laughs> so, like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> like, what is in this an airport, place? Abandoned Air Force Base. Right, but, like, what? Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. No, I mean, I get that. Like, but this is crazy. I guess no one's been here forever. And there's a jail. Oh, no, it's abandoned. Yeah, I guess so. So, Mac is going to be locked in there for 70 years. He has 50 years of food. Why not 70. And two years worth of light. Two years worth. Of I light. think this is pretty badass. I like. I like this. All this dialogue, like how he's going to torture Mac when the light goes out. Like the madness will come like more quickly. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's like evil. But I don't know how good it is. But Killian presumably was fed the entire time and had light the whole time. He probably had and fucking social interaction, TV time, yeah. and all sorts of shit. Yeah, that's not fair. No, not fair at all. What the well, f, he's Killian? Also he's also an evil asshole. So, well, what That's might have true. been more interesting is, well, I don't know. If he covered him in spiders first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say if maybe Mac locking him away caused him to lose his mind. But yeah. also, that he was already too. Crazy yeah, exactly. To That's the, the thing. It's like he was out of his gourd from jump. Yeah, but like, this episode actually, hinges on him being nuts from the beginning. So, yeah, or like, like an asshole. He straight up belongs in that asylum. Sure. What if instead of spiders, he was surrounded by nuts? <laughs> Go go on. Like filberts and macadamias? Yeah. Planters, this is my favorite nut. <laughs> not, as, not as pretty as these hazelnuts. <laughs> I will wall you in with these walnuts. But when you get here, the fancy nuts will all disappear and it will just be peanuts. No. No. <laughs> okay, so we cut to Joe's bar. Because Mac has been locked in this cell. And Joe thinks Mac is dead. Yeah. (laughs) Just gloomy. Uh, But Amanda's like, Two immortals go and only one comes back. You know what happened. But Amanda thinks he's still alive because she could feel it if he died. I don't know if that means, like, the love connection thing or, like, immortals have some sense of... I think it's love connection. Love connection? Yeah. So she's trying to convince Joe to, like, help out Where's Mac figure this shit out so joe eventually agrees to help and mac is in this underground bunker singing Sing, a song, song and taking inventory he's singing like camp town races or some kind if of i public- came down this street even when i want to and that's that's the lyrics i googled those lines i cannot find this song yeah. anywhere so is he huh. making this up i hope so what is he doing like he picks at a piece of the cell and then he starts picking at another piece with well like i think his... he realizes that like it's brittle or something yeah that's yeah. what that's what my note says yeah does this pay off no, no. it's so strange like what's well, the threat think... if like i mean granted it might suck that it might take him let's say even a year to escape this thing bummer yeah. but like that's still not that bad <laughs> he's gonna get out and he's got plenty of food and light. He's yeah. fine. And that would be maybe more interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why they put this little... This bit in? Bit in. Yeah, I don't get it. Because it really deflates the threat. Yeah, it's like, oh, Mac can get out. Mm-hmm. But luckily, Joe calls in these favors. Back at Joe's bar, he is visited by a, a woman watcher. Right, Henson is her name. Hey, y'all. Andrea I'm watcher, Henson. I- I'm a watcher for Spider-Man. The greatest of the Spider-Men. Oh, my God. I hear, uh, you know, I hear about y'all. I hear you and Monk and McCloud are more than just watcher and subject. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what I hear. Yeah. We're on these parts. So we get some, uh, I guess, a little bit of backstory on how the watchers work, right? Like how the organizational shit goes? Maybe. Yeah, Because uh, she's like, oh, like, I'm not reporting to you, Joe. Like, why would you call me here? Because I'm only here temporarily. 
because I guess they assume Killian's there temporarily, so she's reporting to the London office. So everything's like territories in the Watcher's world. So Joe's not her boss. She tells him that Mac isn't dead. Killian has him held captive. Right, because Joe says, like, I was going to write up the... yeah. Final and piece. as you were joking about that, like she also knows that Joe's kind of a shit watcher and like <laughs> shit watcher, <laughs> like that there's rumors about Joe and no. like what he does. Right. Although, like, it's hardly rumor now that I think about it. Like, remember Mac in, was there. Mac was there in what <laughs> yeah. in fucking Vimas's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where there is, he's stuck in McLeod. Okay, it's yeah. stuck in McLeod. Get back to fucking work. Said Joe. There's a rumor there's going a rumor. around, Joe, based on evidence. Yeah, like like most rumors, not actually based. Not also, most rumors, when like Joe needs to get better at acting because when she tells, <laughs> I thought you meant no, act, not Jim Birds, Joe, <laughs> Joe specifically. Because when she tells him Max still alive, like he's so relieved. Like, dude, you need to play that shit off. <laughs> Like, oh, really? Oh, mm. my interest in this is purely academic. Yeah. She's like, you're not going to interfere, are you? And he's like, no, of course not. So we cut back cut to, to this... Joe interfering. Yeah. So we cut back to the shelter and Max under there trying to get out. He's gets the buzz. moving boxes. Right. Gets the buzz. I think thinks it's going to be like Killian or something. So he twists off the light to make it dark and like hides. But it turns out it's Amanda and she's there to get him out. And then she reveals... Hey, Joe's here too. And then he like comes in and is like, hey, he gives a little smile. You weren't supposed to interfere. Yeah, Mac, uh, Mac is like uh, basically saying uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And Amanda, when she like picks the lock, she's like, I haven't picked a safe lock in years or whatever. It's like bullshit on that too. I don't buy that. Yeah. yeah. And you picked some handcuffs last week or right. whatever. <laughs> so everything was pointless. Everything is pointless. But yes. they would have. So they expedited his escape, which they had already teased that he had figured out. And so, so then Max, like, I got to go to Gleason's bar. And at this point, you're like, what is Gleason's bar? Well, well, I thought he said Killian's bar. That's what my, my note said. But maybe I. It's Gleason's bar. It is Gleason's heard bar. That. Hmm, it's not what Jackie I heard Gleason's it. bar. Jackie Gleason. <laughs> so back to the Arachnatorium. <laughs> yeah, so the goon saw Mac at the bar. And runs back to tell Killian. Yeah, so again, I guess Mac's plan was just to alert... Like, what was what did Mac do at the bar? Did Mac not recognize the goon there? Did Mac show up at the bar with the intention that the goon will recognize me and notify Killian? Yeah, he wants Killian to come back to the cell. Yeah. Is what he's trying to do. Okay. That's where he's trying to bait him to. So he goes, makes sure that the guy spots him at Gleason's during the boxing match. And so he then, wants to confirm that it's a that it's true that he really isn't down there, right? Yeah. And then have this guy check. But how would he know Killian would go himself? His spider sense. Did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Killian. Like, but why, why, like, what is the what's the point of having? Here's a question: Why reveal to Killian that he's escaped at all? Why have Killian like come to the bunker? Like Killian doesn't know he's escaped. So Mac knows just, where he lives. Like why not take advantage of that and go surprise Killian? Because Max a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. In short. So Killian takes the bait. Also, like, another question. How does Mac get a sword back? Oh. Well, Killian stabbed it into the wall. Oh, he did? I didn't yeah. see that. When oh, he gives a speech, that. he stabs it into the wall. And I guess he leaves it there. Why would you do that, Killian? Idiot. I don't know. Seems dumb. <laughs> yeah. Seems dumb. Lots of people do iffy things in this episode. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> so Killian takes the bait, goes there. The cell's open. And then Mac appears. What's Mac wearing? A see-through sweater. Yeah. He's wearing this club shirt. Yeah. It's a different shirt. Are you sure? It's, yeah. 
that that other shirt is from Double Eagle. From Double Eagle is blue it's so, tinted. It's so aggressive. It was like obvious, and maybe it's just the way it was lit in this. The first like six or seven shots Mac is in, I was like, is that shirt see through? Is it not? That's weird. It's less obvious, but it's a different shirt. This one's more blue. The other one's more black, and this one is less see through. Hmm. But it's still like a weird see through shirt that he wears to a sword fight. So it's 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 a tactical combat mesh. Yeah. <laughs> It tactically stimulates his nipples. <laughs> so this fight, I kind of like it and kind of hate it at the same time. I kind of liked it. I like how it's shot. It has good visual qualities. It's different than any fight we've seen, which is cool. Yeah. It's like them fighting at like different levels. Mm-hmm. At some like point. They're running down this like tunnel thing. Mac is getting the upper hand, kind of. So the colonel, Spider-Man's up on top of yeah. They're fighting in a gravel shoot. <laughs> At yeah. some point, like they're fighting and then they leap down into I have no semblance of what the space looks like. No, they leap down into a separate loca- location, a different yeah. location, <laughs> just like this weird gravel pit. And when Killian is like losing control of the fight, he like somehow Spider-Man's up on top. Mm-hmm. So he's like on one level, like swinging downward. And Mac is like parrying and stabbing upward. Right. Which seems like he'd be at a disadvantage. It's all very odd. Yeah. But it's yeah. cool. At some point, Killian stabs wrong mac disarms him and then chops his head off and when he goes to chop his head off he's like, like no, no! <laughs> he just goes, oh! yeah. this is ridiculous oh! and then we get one of the goofiest oh, boy. fucking quickenings how's it shake out Eamon? so after he cuts his head off there's Wait, all the uh, <laughs> there's like all these overlays of world war one trench scenes that we've already seen that yeah. we've seen and then Mac is like doing. Ooh, he's in a trench. Hey, how about Ooh. that? Yeah, I think that was intentional. Ugh, I didn't even pick that up, but it's stupid. <laughs> the the <laughs> woman who played Sylvia Trent, the first, very first Bond girl in Goldfinger, the or Doctor No, the first James Bond movie, died like today or yesterday. How about that? Rest in Her peace. name's Sylvia Trent. Sylvia Trench is the character's name. That seems like a porn name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he starts striking military poses. Yep, and like, like about with faces. his sword. Like, his sword is like a rifle. Yeah. My memory of this is hazy, but occasionally it isn't he going like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is. He I is. What? <laughs> I hated this. <laughs> why, why? I have a question for everybody on, everybody on this show. Why was this allowed? But when, was it Mario as a party wanted to do in Mortal Sins? Remember he wanted like the me- like Nazi memories and all this yeah. awful stuff. And they were like, no, 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 you can't do that. The quickenings don't work that way. They but they now. but they work this way? But they levitate houses. <laughs> yeah. They destroy warehouses. They also levitate dogs fucking in said houses. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> they summon ghosts. They summon yeah. ghosts, yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, very strange. I mean, again, sure I guess make... I get the idea that oh. they need to make it different every time. Oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they do this. This is beyond the pale. <laughs> this is goofy. I'm like... Would you say it's cartoonish? The house floating is worse than... But this is like a close second. Maybe a third next to ghosts. I don't know. Ghosts so like, and I, goblins. The, uh, is that Harvey I, Dent? That was Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah, that's Harvey okay. Dent. Go, we don't believe in ghosts and goblins. Ghosts and goblins. <laughs> Solo, Star Wars story. I believe in Harvey Dent. So yeah, so that's that. And now the denouement. We cut to the loft. Max wearing an insane vest. And Amanda's packing up her shit. She's so upset about Melissa that she just has to go. Melissa didn't even die. Well, so in the behind the scenes, they filmed, there were two versions of this script, and they filmed both versions, and they thought it was going to be too dark. Like the last last episode. episode. And so in one version, fucking Melissa dies on the floor of the dojo. Mm -hmm. And so that, 
I think makes more sense for Amanda to be like, I, I really fucked up. It is my fault. I got her into this. But, but also did, not really. Not really. Like, also, like, Mac Mac was, <laughs> yeah, like, Max, Amanda's actions, Mac was worried that Amanda would get her into trouble by getting her arrested for breaking and entering. All that happened was she just knew her. Like, she just got mistaken. Like, it has There's nothing to do identity. with anything Amanda actually does. And right. it's also a weird reversal of, like, the message we're supposed to learn from Joe and Mac reconciling. Joe yeah. and Mac is like, oh, like, our connection is worth it. This immortal game is messed up, but, like, friendship will overcome. She's like, this immortal game is messed up, and I cannot have friends. Makes yeah, no sense. This, ugh. It is, yeah, that is. I did, that didn't occur to me, but me that it, she is learning the opposite lesson that she's forcing that she's for, successfully yeah. forced Mac and Joe to learn. That's nuts. That's it's so, so weird. stupid. It's real bad. And she's abandoning her friend, which also <laughs> like maybe Melissa point. needs support at this time. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, what does she say to Mac? But it, it sounded like she said she's my best friend. Hold on. What is that? What is that? She's line? my best friend. What is that? What is that line? Hold on. She it's, says, "Oh yeah, whose fault was it then? Huh? She was trying to be like me. She almost died. It's killing fault, not yours. I know, but I, I just don't feel that way. I don't want to tell you. Look, I love you, and you're my best friend. Amanda oh, says, Mac you're my it. best friend to, to Mac.' Oh, okay, I thought she was saying that Melissa was his best friend. Was she like, was my best friend, what and Max like, Ooh. she's like, come on now, Kenny's your best friend." Yeah. But she's like, I have to go away and like get it together. It's like, huh? Whatever that means. Like, I guess get her priorities together. But like, <sighs> what are they? I don't what know. Those and also, I, I feel like before this episode, Amanda seemed to be hinting that she did get her priorities together. That like, I don't steal anymore. I don't do any of this. I've been with Mac seemingly for, well, three episodes. Like, we're going steady or something. Or something. In the last episode, she was trying to have a family. It sounds like she does have some priorities together. Not anymore. And also, you could even read into, like, Mac ditching Amanda. I mean, he didn't ditch her, but Mac not showing up for that date was what kind of led her to do this joyride stealing thing. It was like, you know what? Like, oh, like, I guess Mac isn't taking me seriously. Like, let me revert back to my old ways. Yeah. For fun. Or something. Or something. But yeah, I, I don't get for an instance that like she doesn't have her shit together. Don't care for it. And then she's like, you want to do something for me? Go see Joe. Like, fix that. It's like, again, like you said, the opposite what is this? Like, even at the end of the episode, she even reiterates it. Life's too short for him. Oh. So again, what about fucking Melissa? Yeah. She's, she's just going to die from spider Dog bites. shit now, yeah. <laughs> going to die from spider bites. And Melissa's stuck looking like her. <laughs> Like, for an indeterminate amount of time. Well, like, a few weeks. It's just because he's re-diet. So, Mac goes to Joe's. Mac is wearing, like, wrinkled <laughs> linen khaki pants or yeah. whatever. And a crazy vest. Yeah. It's like, crazy vest. <laughs> Mac just slams two shot glasses <laughs> on the table, pours two drinks, and then they do not drink them. Well, I they think just, they're going to they drink just, them. They just gaze at each other along the way. <laughs> but it's like... No, no, my masculinity is too toxic for us to actually hash out our differences. Let's just drink. Yeah, that's the perfect way to settle your disputes, by drinking. That's the end of the episode. I also have a note that Lou will come back in five minutes, and yeah. what are they going to say then? Yeah. Uh, take another five, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> that goes on all we night. We need five, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> just I a meant minute. Ted. <laughs> Lou, make it 20. <laughs> Lou, make it 30. Well, I think he was assuming they were going to have strong words that were mm. not public-facing. Right. It doesn't seem like they're going to. Maybe they could be nice and offer Lou a 
fucking shot. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Lou does so much fucking work. At I that know. Bar. He busts his hump. Lou's a new, uh, where, Mikey, Mike was one of the former bartenders. Remember Mike? Oh, Mike, Mike oh, yeah. who was a watcher, we think. Is Lou a watcher? Good question. Or is he just another struggling member of the proletariat, <laughs> foolishly thinking that his overlo- capitalist overlord has his best interest at heart? <laughs> He's going to get accused of being a drug dealer. <laughs> wow. Very good. What an episode. What an episode. Well, before we get into it, why don't we play a game? So this is a new game. There are going to be Uh-oh. three rounds. And this is a Colonel-themed game in honor of our dear Colonel Killian. So for the first round, I'm going to read you a quote. And you have to tell me if this quote is from Colonel Mustard from the movie Clue, oh God. <laughs> Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken, or Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. So if if you want to guess or if you think you know the answer, say your name to buzz in. Colonel Mustard, Colonel Sanders, or Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. This is war, Peacock. Casualties are inevitable. You cannot make an omelet without breaking eggs. Every cook will tell you that. Uh, Keith. Yes, Keith. Kurtz. No. Ooh. Kyle. Mustard. Yes. <sighs> Kyle gets a one point. Round two. The easy way is efficacious and speedy, the hard way arduous and long. But as the clock ticks, the easy way becomes harder and the hard way becomes easier. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Kurtz. No. Keith. Mustard? No. It's Colonel Sanders? Colonel Sanders. (laughs) What? When does Colonel Sanders say that? I don't know. I don't know. Must have said it at one of his famous Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants. Oh, boy. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. The final round of round one. I went down that river once when I was a kid. Kyle. 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 (laughs) Kurtz. Yes. Kyle's in the lead with two points. Two. Because it's Heart of Darkness. Keith is in the not lead with zero points. This is Eamon's revenge for last (laughs) This is my revenge. This is round two. He's Next you're going to be locked in a cell for 70 years. Just with cod liver oil. (laughs) Round two. Colonel of Truth. Oh, so I'm going to read you (laughs) a fact about Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, I love it. Specifically. Mm -hmm. And you have to tell me if this fact is true or false. Okay. I assume the other person doesn't get a chance to weigh in. Uh, Yeah, I guess if you get it wrong, it automatically goes to the other person, I guess. Yeah, we'll do that. So you can't get it wrong or else the other person gets it right instantly. Mm -hmm. That sucks. In Japan, KFC is the traditional Christmas Eve dinner. Yes, True. Absolutely true. Yes. Yes. Keith gets one point. I'm going to clean up. I know my chicken facts. Round two. Colonel Sanders is known as Coronel Polio in Spain. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. False. Yes, that's false. Round number three. When Kentucky Fried Chicken advertised its meals in China, its finger-licking-good slogan was accidentally translated as, We'll eat your fingers off. Keith. Yes, Keith. True. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Eat your fingers. So this is the third round, and it's going to be... Has this person played Colonel Sanders? Oh, no. I'm going to get this so wrong. So I'm going to name an actor, and you just buzz in and say yes or no. Round one. Daryl Hammond. Keith. Yes, Keith. No. Wrong. (gasps) Yes. Kyle, yes. Kyle gets a point. Oh, Daryl Hammond. In my head, I heard heard Daryl Hannah. Oh. (laughs) I swear to God. I was like, she's never done it. God damn it. (laughs) Number two. John C. Riley. Kyle. Kyle. No. That's correct. Daryl Hannah. Fucking splash. Round three. Keanu Reeves. Kyle. 
Kyle. No. Yes. Round four. Billy Zane. Keith. Yes, Keith. No. He has. What? What? Billy Zane? Zane? That's amazing. Yep. He Kyle, was the yes. golden colonel. <laughs> so he was painted in gold. <laughs> that was Billy Zane? Yep. God damn it. Round five. Amazing. <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Keith. Yes. 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 That's correct. Round six. Joe Pesci. Keith. Yes, Keith. No. That's correct. Sorry. Still going. I was, I was like, round six. What are the rules in round six? <laughs> and the final round of the game. Ray Liotta. Kyle. Yes. No. False. Yes. Ooh. Wow. So Kyle is our winner. Hey. Hey-o. By two points. Wow. Nice. So good work, Kyle. Hey, thanks, man. And good work, Keith. You got five points at the end there, so you did pretty good. Nice. Nice. And that is the Colonel game. Very good. Good times playing the games. How about we read a little Watcher Chronicles before we give our thoughts on this episode? About Spider-Man? James Spider-Man? Spider-Man does whatever a colonel can. <laughs> Leads a charge, any size, goes to jail, eats some flies. Oh, yeah. There goes the Spider-Man. All right. So Simon Killian was born in 1702 in White Kirk, England. Why's it got to be white? <laughs> His first death was in 1745 at the Battle of Prestonpans. Mm. First teacher was John Stoppard, original cultural affiliation English. His recent base of operations, London, England. His occupation is none. So what's <laughs> what? he doing? He's I mean, this, this... A nun? <laughs> yeah, this... The Watcher Chronicles have not shied away from, like, occupation is, like, weird headhunter. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not an occupation. Or, like, just strange things. Vagrant. Yeah, and it's like, for this guy, none. It's like, he's the colonel of an organization. That's something. Like, yeah. Give he's the man some credit. or something. And Watcher is Andrea Henson. So this is a fun... Can you, can you read this like her? <laughs> no. Um, no. No. <laughs> no. Fuck yourself. <laughs> but this is a this is a fun Watcher Chronicle entry. They've never done some like something like this that we've seen at this point. It's an email to jshapiro at admin.watchers.org. I wonder if that email <laughs> at exists. Admin. <laughs> and from a underscore henson at field.weu.watchers.org. And this was transmitted at 918, 1996. Mr. Shapiro, you were right. Dawson went for it. The minute I told him McLeod wasn't dead, his face lit up like a Christmas tree. And once he managed to get me to tell him Killian had McLeod holed up at Whitburn Air Force Base, he couldn't wait to get me out of the bar so we could get on the phone. As you requested, I stayed away from Whitburn since then and let the Eternal Affairs guys cover the events out there. I was honored to be able to help the tribunal in this matter. And if I can ever be of assistance again, sir, please do not hesitate to call me. I thought this was a fun one just because I don't know if you guys have watched that. It contains no information about Killian. Well, it's funny that, like, yeah, this is in there, and it is not a chronicle for Killian at all. At all. (laughs) But it's a fun, like, little Easter egg thing for fans because as we continue to watch, we will see Joe maybe gets in some trouble. And so this is kind of a cool thing that they've actually set up that this woman is, like, going to turn Joe in. Like, they're gathering evidence against Joe's conduct, Mm. which is neat. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. It's like you're watching along with the Watchers. <laughs> but then aren't they just kind of like suborning this interference? I don't know. Maybe they got rules, man. They got to collect this evidence. This is entrapment. Man. Sean Connery. Entrapment man. Entrapment man. So before we talk about the uh, what our thoughts were, I thought I'd give a couple behind-the-scenes things, just some little tidbits from the behind-the-scenes on the DVD. Uh, we've already mentioned that Melissa was originally intended to die, but the network thought it was going to be like two 
too dark and okay, all shit. Okay, after the, the other shit that happens, right. not only in this episode, but in the last episode, this is too dark. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and they and it's because they thought the show was on a hot streak of depressing episodes. <laughs> they were correct. So they were very correct. <laughs> yes. They also said in the behind-the-scenes features that this show had two-thirds of the money of a network show. Which I thought was, like, impressive. Like, they were talking about how, like, good the flashback looked. And to think that they had, like, they said sometimes half to two-thirds the money of a network show and had less time to film. I was like, wow, that's yeah, they make cool. it they make it work. Yeah, it's awesome. And also, at one point, I forget who says this, but they were like, this episode doesn't have any fat. And I was like, bullshit, it doesn't. The fucking The doesn't. fucking first 13 minutes are nothing but fat. fat. Yeah. And then finally, before we give our uh, thoughts on this episode, I thought it would be good to play the alternate scene where Melissa dies because oh boy. it's so fucking funny. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, what did he do to you? Spiders. Just hold on, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> what did he do to you? Spiders. <laughs> oh my God. Spiders. Spiders. Wow. All right, guys, let's talk about this episode. What do we think? Fuck this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this episode and the horse it rode in on. This is terrible. This is a bad season one episode. It's not even a good season one episode. I think it might be a good season one episode. Maybe. This might be the like one of the worst episodes since Freefall. It's pretty bad. This is... And now it knows better. It has like a cool kung fu fight. Fight's awesome. That... Flashback's awesome. The flashback is very. I even like. I even like the idea that he takes his men into battle and they don't need to. Like I feel like. like I mean, I think that's an interesting thing. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the flashback looks good, but the content mm. is maybe not that good because it's, it's weird. It's yeah. bonkers. Again, it feels like this guy has such a cursory knowledge of the show. Right. Like he did not watch all the episodes. He's never seen the show. He's heard a description. He's like, I, I got it, guys. I got it, guys. And this is what gets churned out. This is Dungren. Dun Dunford. 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 Yeah, what is Dun this clown's name? Dun Dunford checks in. <laughs> Dunford King. Yeah, it's the spiders. That's it's beyond the pale. That's like, awful. Come on. Also, it's exactly the same as the episode we just watched. We just watched an episode about Mac showing quote unquote mercy to someone and getting them locked up somewhere and then them being hungry for revenge because it was awful. It's the same thing. Like on a lesser scale. Yeah. And this guy wasn't starving to death the whole time. Right. But still, it's awful. It's still awful. Right. It's his own doing. Yeah. I guess you could argue so is the other one. They're both their own doing. Yeah. They're both assholes. Yeah. This guy's asshole them got 300 people killed. He's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you heal people? You could lead them into battle. Killian's ridiculous. He's not as good as Kincaid. What was his name? Kinman. Or no, is that the next Dylan? God damn these names. They're getting... Yeah, it's Kincaid. Kincaid. Kincaid, so this at guy's least, name is, is a good... This is, it's Kincaid. Kincaid before. And then this, this guy is Killian. Killian. And the next guy is Kin Min. Yeah. Oh, my Min. God. It's Klinman. so... Wait, Klinman? I thought it was Quinman. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Kinman. 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 We'll get to it next time. As a way to like streamline this episode a bit, part of me wishes that the other watcher... What was her name? Debbie? Nope. Henson. Henson. Hen Andrea, Andrea Henson. Henson. Part of me wishes she didn't exist and it was Joe that was watching. Like, just simplify it that way. Like, Joe watches Mac. Joe takes the pictures. Joe know where Joe's 
Joe Nowhere. Joe Nowhere Mac is. Joe Nowhere. But that Amanda just needs to convince Joe to like give up the info and let's go help Mac. Why have another party involved? That is the least offensive thing oh, about sure. this episode. <laughs> no, it definitely I agree, is. I agree that that is mildly more streamlined, but I'm fine with it. Sure. The, but I think, so there's, I think there's more emotional stuff at stake if Joe is like an active participant in like what has happened to Mac. Like It's I'm different there. if he knows firsthand right what the deal is exactly and he has real conflict right like should i help should i not help this is just him getting some info what's yeah. the point of the melissa story arc just to kick a man off the show after three episodes i think there's none she has no point in this killian well, we can all agree stinks. it needed more spiders right yeah and it doesn't even pay like again it opens with like this joe and mac plot and it's like i don't feel any sort of emotional payoff i feel like getting those two back together is a fine plot it all hung on this scenario uh, no thanks let me walk you through this situation all right <laughs> okay joe is there he's taking photos boxer guys like hey i'm a contender over here and he punches him in the face joe wakes up covered in spiders <laughs> <laughs> what does mac do what did they do to you joe spiders, spiders. <laughs> god damn this episode what are other problems i'm like what are other problems? <laughs> what are other problems We've said them all but it's just not What's There's not a nothing... problem is Mac throwing his sword into somebody and killing That's them. So, <laughs> so good. good. So good. There, uh, the main problem with this episode is there's no there there. <laughs> there's yeah. just nothing substantial in this episode for you to really sink your teeth into. And it's a little upsetting that this is the circumstance in which Joe and Mac reconcile because it's not believable. There's nothing about this. You don't actually, they don't actually put any substance to that plot. It's just a very neat bow on the end of it. You would have, been, would have been better, too. It's like their friendship gets all patched up kind of because Joe saves Mac. It's like, we need to save Mac, so you need to break the rules to help an immortal. It would be better if Joe broke the rules to help a mortal. Like, what happened to Melissa? And it's like, by breaking the rules, you're able to have real-world effects on real people, not this immortal game thing. You know what I mean? It would be great. Like, that's a more murky area. Like, why am I breaking the rules? Like, what is my imperative to do this? Melissa right. didn't deserve this fate, and she's wrapped up in it because of their bullshit. Riddle me this. Melissa gets kidnapped, covered in spiders or whatever. <laughs> Just head to toe. Her body is made of spiders. She's kidnapped. Amanda and Mac go looking. Amanda asks Joe for help. Joe says no. Then Amanda goes to Mac, says, Mac, like, you gotta talk to Joe. He'll listen. Like, he won't listen to me, but he'll do this for you. If you ask him and that's the tension and they like we actually get to see them work through it. And of course, Mac yells some shit about how this is a part of the game. You know, they finally realize that they help this girl and like the shared struggle to do something good together by breaking the rules brings yeah. them together. Or they could go the opposite direction and just have it be a wash. It's like Charlie got killed because Joe was involved in the game. And his involvement hurt somebody. He could refuse to help Amanda or Melissa and slash Amanda, and Melissa gets killed. And it's like your lack of involvement got somebody killed. So fuck it. It doesn't matter. Like you can go either way, like live your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's no good motivation for any of the stuff in this episode. Nope. Also, man, well, we can all agree there's great motivation for this guy to have an affinity for spiders. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, it all feels pretty thin. In his arachnatorium. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like a video game. It's like you break into the arachnatorium level. Then you have to get the silver monkey and statue. And get the Metroid or what? Like, what? Get the Metroid. <laughs> get the Metroid. Have you ever played Metroid? 
Yeah, uh, Keith, Keith, what's a Metroid? <laughs> Isn't it a monster? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. All right. It is a monster. And she has to get it, right? <laughs> yeah, she has well, to get it. Well, there's a bunch of them, and you murder them. She but... gets them. Yeah, that's why you... By get, you they, mean they murder. They get got, right? Yeah, that's you, get got. You, shoot, you shoot ice missiles at them. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on this monstrosity? Do better. <laughs> Do better. Do better, yeah. We, uh, this is the is this the worst episode of season four? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. All right. Let's this rate is it. One of the worst episodes of Highlander. Period. <laughs> if it weren't for the sword throw, that sword throw and the fight is cool. Yeah. The fight in the parking lot, that's good stuff. Or the parking structure. I guess it's parking not a lot. <laughs> Prediction. I'm going to say it right now, and let's see what happens. I am predicting right now we're going to get some people who like this episode and are going to be put off by our input. I don't know why. I just have like that sense that we're like a little contrarian right now i have not mm. never looked Maybe. into this i don't know what the general fan consensus is on this that is just a thought that's brewing i mean i'll say like good things about the episode like in some ways killian's like i'm kind of curious like we've we sometimes give a lot of credit for over the top performances like what is it that makes this guy's over the top performance it's not bad and what makes this like spider thing i mean like we're like oh it's cool when people have like an affect like dice or like all this weird shit and this guy's affect somehow is like nope like no he, thanks he, he doesn't Here's... sell it yeah th- there's problems i will recite for thee these problems three no no I, i'm, <laughs> not, I'm are, not yeah i'm just one, saying this is like devil's advocate like yeah. what is the difference there are, one this guy doesn't pull it off yeah two there are too many affects Three, the writing doesn't support it. And you know what? I'm going to add a bonus fourth. It's not fun. No, Yeah, you're right. This is a serious like, episode. This is this stuff is serial, and they're expecting us to be serious when a woman gets eaten by spiders. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is the problem. Like, like there, that not... is categorically different than, this bitch is in heat. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is funny. That's fun. Yeah. Well, also, like, you can tell, like, it's not scary because he has to be gentle so he doesn't hurt the spider. Yeah, so he's just You know like, what I mean? Like, it's not threatening when he gently puts the spider on her shoulder. It's not scary. It's just yeah. like, oh, I had to put this pet spider on this actress's shoulder <laughs> because... You know, and pretend it's scary. I mean, yeah. I kind of like the tribunal scene when Killian, like, flips out. Like, I was like, holy shit, this guy's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. But the guy's just a maniac. Yes. Yeah. There's no there there. Also, it's it's weird because, like, that part of his character is not reflected at all in the present. Like, this idea that I don't care about mortals' lives, I'm in it for... Glorious battle. Yeah, glorious battle. Like, none of that plays, plays a, a part in the present... Plot at all? Like it's just to, a straight up revenge plot. It doesn't yeah. matter. And because also he seems to be taking every step to avoid fighting Mac. Yeah, essentially, you don't really get the sense that Joe's actually saving Mac because he figured out a way to escape by himself. Yeah. Bullshit. So it's just like, okay, well, Mac was digging out anyway. Yeah, the core of this episode is broken, and even the exterior is jury rigged. Like it just makes no sense. Sheesh. Hey, rate throw. this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Amen. How many dino saucers would you give this? <laughs> two. All right. Two. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's two or one and a half. Somewhere in there. I'll say two because I like the sword throw in the in the kung fu fight. <laughs> I love how that gets a full That's point. A full, it's a full point. That's an impressive. Like the house uh, floating got a battle. point taken off. Yeah. But you throw a sword through someone's chest. That part was old. awesome. It is awesome. cool. It is awesome. He fucks that guy up. <laughs> and it makes it even better the that the other guy is yeah. like, Whoa. oh, the Jesus is the second part of that. Also, like, Jesus. I can't believe he says that on TV. What show is there a part where a guy says Jesus? <laughs> That's awesome. It is awesome. 
Keith, how many arachnatoriums <laughs> would you give this episode? This is honestly a hard decision. Like, I'm with you, Eamon, like one or two. Yeah. Comparing it to season one episodes, this is so much better than some of that schlock we've seen. Like, really? It's, I, I think it's, Are you sure? I think it's filmed better. I think, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. The show, again, knows what it's doing. <laughs> But also in that respect, like, this show knows a lot better than this. Like, this is ridiculous. If this was in season one, I'd be like, oh, it's a three. Like, really not bad. Thinking uh, about it, it does have Matt getting shot in the back and then exploded. He's and on lit fire. on fire. Yeah. Jesus, I might go like 1.5. I don't know. The show knows better, and that'll be my criticism of it. It's like, it's ridiculous. There are some fun moments that I'm sure we'll talk about in the future, but like, tisk tisk. No surprise this writer did not get brought back because it's like, it misses the mark. It's like amateurish. Womper, and it's the writing's you know. fault. It's all the writing's fault. I blame basically no one else. But the raw. That's right. How many six sword throws do you give this? I give this 50% more six, th- six sword throws than there were. I yeah. give this 1.5 six sword throws. And frankly, that extra half star is because Matt gets lit on fire and, <laughs> yeah. and the sword throw. Yeah. This episode. For the reasons three I recited earlier, it just does not work. It doesn't land. And it really has no business not landing. Like, it it shouldn't be missing by this much. Yeah. And the fact that it is just a carbon copy of the preceding episode makes all of these errors more egregious, really, when the chips are down. There are, so many, there are some things in this episode that I think could have made it a lot more memorable. Like, if we go a World War I flashback, talk about opportunities. Yeah. Gone! Wasted. This is a real skip it. Very good. Not well, worth your time. <laughs> that's right. But it was worth about an hour and a half of our time recording this yeah. goddamn <laughs> podcast. And unholy amounts of hours. Researching it. Researching it and watching it multiple times. And, and trying and to figure editing out. editing it. And, and figuring out if that song Max sang was real. It's yeah. not. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes. We really appreciate it. And it helps spread the word. Also, make sure to like us on Facebook for fun clips and articles and pictures and all that good stuff we'd also appreciate that and you will get notified of every one of our weekly new episodes and bonus material thanks again for listening our next episode is going to be season four episode eight reluctant heroes i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is amen bye see ya bye Aunt May, Uncle Ben, makes a good race. It's true. And a good lesson. Has a hot wife in the new one. Yeah. And in the old one. Marissa Tomei, (laughs) and in the old one.